Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. I'm so glad that you were able to join with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're having an exciting time just examining the Word of God, are we not? I literally have just come out of a local Bible study uh, looking at some things that we'll be looking at later on in Galatians and uh, some things over in the fifth chapter that are just amazing. And so as we continue to lay a groundwork, as we continue to see what the Lord has to say, know this, that He has given us His Word to give us instruction, to give us encouragement, to give us exhortation, uh, to give us literally his mind. You ever thought of that? When we receive the word of the Lord, we have the mind of the Most High God. And so uh, the more we take in the word, the more we have his mind. We're going to go ahead and jump into the third chapter where we have been. If you're just joining us on the podcast and you happen to catch this episode, you might do well to uh, back up. It doesn't take that long. I'm keeping all these under 10 minutes. So you can actually start at the very beginning. And just listen through and sort of see the progression of what we've been talking about. Uh, if not, that's fine. Each one is sort of a little standalone type of thing of its own. And so we're looking in the third chapter of Galatians right now. And we're going to go back to the ninth verse where we ended in our last episode. And it said this. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. I love that. Abraham is called the believer. Why is he called the believer? Because he believed. He believed the word of the Lord, and God reckoned that belief unto him as righteousness. And so we are the same, that those who are of faith are believers. Okay, Verse 10 says this, For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. Now, I know you can't see this, obviously, so you're having to listen to me reading this. So these next three verses right here, have a declaration at the beginning of the verse, and then there's a quote, and it's a quote from the Old Testament. And so Paul is quoting the Old Testament, which is sort of interesting of itself because the churches in Galatia, Galatia was a region that was a Gentile region, and most of the uh, membership, shall we say, uh, of the churches were Gentile, but there were many Jews among them. But he's quoting the Jewish Bible, Mm -hmm. and I think he's doing this to be using the scripture because we use the scripture when we bring forth the gospel, when we bring forth teaching and preaching, we use the scripture. But he's also using scripture because the people that had come in with a different gospel, the people that had come in to distort, the people that had come in to disturb, they were using the scriptures. And they were using the scriptures to try to get these folks, uh, these believers to come under the law to come under the Mosaic Levitical law. And so Paul is using Scripture in like manner to show what the truth is. So verse 10, he says this. I'll read it again. For as many as are under the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written. And here's a quote from the Old Testament. Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. So he's letting them know here from the get-go that if you say you want to go back under the law, that you're a believer and you believe that Jesus is Messiah, but you have to have Jesus plus, you have to have Jesus plus something else. And in this particular instance, the plus something else was the law, the Jewish law. If you are saying 
that you're going back under the works of the law, then you must know what the law says. And the law says, cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. In other words, you have to abide by every one of them. If you don't abide by every one of them, you are cursed. And that's talking about if you don't abide one time, if in one instance of your life that you uh, committed a sin or you went against the law, then you're going to be held accountable by it. And he actually uses the word cursed. Verse 11, now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident. And that's an interesting little phrase because we're going to see later on in the fifth chapter that he says that the deeds of the flesh are evident. In other words, they're self-evident. You look at it, you don't have to have anybody tell you what this is, okay? It's a generally accepted type of thing. He's saying this, no one is justified by the, the law before God, and that, that is evident. Why is it evident? I think it's evident because of what he had just said in the previous verse, okay? That if you break one of these things, you're cursed. What is evident is that it's impossible to maintain every one of the things written in the book of the law. You're going to break one of them. And people say, well, why is that? Well, it's the same reason that we sin as true believers. It's because we simply want to. They're going to break the law. And he says it's that no one is justified. The law is evident. And then he says this, for the righteous man shall live by faith. <laughs> so now he doubles down on it right here. He quotes an Old Testament passage that says the righteous man shall live by faith. It doesn't say the righteous man will live by the law. It says the righteous man will live by faith. And again, that's in the Old Testament. And so the Jewish people would have known this. The Jewish people, particularly the Judaizers and the ones that are called false brethren, would have known this truth. And so they could go right ahead and they can cherry pick the scriptures that they were using to try to draw these true believers under the bondage of the law. But Paul was coming back and saying, oh, no, 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 no. If you want to be under the bondage of the law, then you have to adhere to every element of that law. And it's not going to happen. You're not going to be justified by the law. This is evident. The righteous man shall live by faith. And then one more verse for the day. It's another quote. However, the law is not of faith. On the contrary, he who practices them shall live by them. And there's some interesting things related to that. Now, one is just a forthright declaration that living under the law is not by faith because you've got a checklist. God says, do this, do this, do this, do this. Don't do this, don't do this, don't. So you have exactly what you're supposed to do, exactly what you're not supposed to do, and you live by that, you check it out. There's no faith required. There's obedience required, yes. But if you're going to live under the law, it's not an element of faith. It's just a thing of being obedient and doing exactly what God says. And that's the reason he brings forth another quote. He who practices them shall live by them. So if you practice these things and if you live by them, then you'll be righteous. We actually have a New Testament account of that type of thing. Remember the rich young ruler that came to Jesus? And Jesus says, well, what does the word say? And he says, well, you know, you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and you love one another as yourself. And I have kept all the commandments since my youth. And what he meant by that was, I have kept the commandments of God since I was old enough to realize I was supposed to do it. And you know what? I think he was probably quite sincere with that. And he likely had not 
uh, been a thief or he had not uh, killed anybody. But when Jesus said, well, go and sell everything that you have and come and follow me, the man walked away. He walked away uh, because he had great wealth. Well, what Jesus revealed was is that his heart was oriented over some things. He didn't think he had a problem, but he had a problem with coveting. He coveted that which he had. It doesn't mean that Jesus says you have to sell everything to follow me. You can't own anything. That's not what it was. He was pointing out to him, no, you do have something in your life. And you know what? You thought you were keeping the law, but you weren't. You broke at least one of them. And you thought you were practicing and living right, but you weren't. What Paul is laying out here is that those who want to go back under the law, you better adhere to that law and you're going to have to do it. And oh, by the way, it's impossible to do. The true life in the Lord Jesus Christ is a life of faith and faith alone. Not faith plus something else. Not faith in all the good deeds. <coughs> Excuse me. Not faith plus everything else that we add. And, uh, you know, we add a lot of stuff, and we'll talk about this as we go along because I think we're going to be sort of amazed at the things that we do add to the true gospel and the pure gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anyway, our time's up for today, so thank you again for being with me. I'm Dale. Uh, pass the word about the podcast. You know, share it with your friends. Again, help them set it up on their uh, uh, phones, their smartphones, or their computers, or their cars, or their tablets, or whatever. And uh, let's just gather together the body and study the word. I'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.